Nahum 1, verses 1 through 8. An oracle concerning Nineveh, the book of the vision of Nahum of Elkosh. The Lord is a jealous and avenging God. The Lord is avenging and wrathful. The Lord takes vengeance on his adversaries and keeps wrath for his enemies. The Lord is slow to anger and great in power, and the Lord will by no means clear the guilty. His way is in whirlwind and storm, and the clouds are the dust of his feet. He rebukes the sea and makes it dry. He dries up all the rivers. Bashan and Carmel wither. The bloom of Lebanon withers. The mountains quake before him. The hills melt. The earth heaves before him. The world and all who dwell in it. Who can stand before his indignation? Who can endure the heat of his anger? His wrath is poured out like fire, and the rocks are broken into pieces by him. The Lord is good, a stronghold in the day of trouble. He knows those who take refuge in him. But with an overwhelming flood, he will make a complete end of the adversaries and will pursue his enemies into darkness. Thanks be to, or this is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Thank you so much. Courtney uh, Reisig is here with us this morning and uh, as a special guest. And Courtney is the author of um, the book, The Accidental Feminist, and also her most recent book, Teach Me to Feel, Worshiping Through the Psalms in Every Season of Life. And um, she's also the discipleship content uh, director in her church in Little Rock, Arkansas. And so we appreciate so much you being a guest on our podcast here uh, this morning, Courtney. And I know also you've uh, you knew Jason in seminary. Is that in that right? I did. I did. Yeah. yeah, I did. Yeah. Back at uh, Southern. So anyway, she's graciously agreed to come and talk about the book of Nahum with us um, today. And Nahum is one of those minor prophets um, called minor because of its brevity. Um, not because of its importance, but it is a specific uh, time in history that I think maybe would help us before we dive in to some of the content. But it's directed the uh, to Nineveh, which was the capital of the country of Assyria, the empire of Assyria. And of course, we've heard of Nineveh before back in the book of Jonah. And Jonah was written to or went to Nineveh about eight, 100 or 150 years before this book um, is written. And uh, as we know, he had a message of repent or you'll be destroyed. And they actually did repent. But because we have this book and because of the history of Assyria, we know that that repentance um, did not last through more than a couple of generations. So here we are with this evil, evil empire again, which God used then later to um, discipline his own people and the Assyrians actually took captive um, the northern kingdom of Israel. And uh, we know this from Second Chronicles. There was a king, Manasseh, who was very evil, the king of Judah, and he was dragged away um, by hooks, we're told. Um, that's how evil, uh, just so many things we know about the Assyrians, which were truly terrible, very violent nation. So now God has sent his prophet Nahum, and he sent the prophet to uh, to prophesy this judgment to the king of Assyria, but it's as if his people, he's done this for his people that they are overhearing uh, the judgment that he is proclaiming on the enemy. So that kind of sets us up with what's going on here. What are your um, thoughts and insights on this book, Courtney? Oh, there is so much to say about uh, this 
this book and then even these first eight verses, I think what's so encouraging, like overarching um, encouragement in it is that I think sometimes we read the Bible and think only in terms of Israel or only, that God's only over uh, this nation or these people um, who who have their, who put their faith and trust in him but that he's a God, he's the God over all creation. And so he is, Mm. whether or not you acknowledge him as God, you will one day have to submit to him and bow to him as God. And I think that's what you see happening in these first eight verses is that he's going to deal with all of those who reject him. And um, I think I like how you brought it that it was 150 years later because the God plays the long game with how he executes his justice in the world. And so, so many people lived underneath the oppressive rule of the Assyrians and never saw God do what he says he's going to do here. And that is comforting to us, I think, as as believers who live in the world today, because we see so much injustice and so much wrong, and we don't see God acting in the way we want him to act, but that doesn't mean he won't one day act. And I think there's a lot to to hold on to here in these in these verses, I love how in verse 7, it says, The Lord is good, a stronghold in the day of trouble. He knows those who take refuge in him. And I think that's what we hold on to, is that his wrath is going to be um, poured out on all of those who reject him, even if it's not right now. But we can trust that he's good, and that's what we hold on to, and that his his justice has a timetable. There's going to come a day where it's going to run out, where where his patience and long suffering is going to run out, and he's going to deal with all of those who reject him. Right. And for those of us who are walking through maybe a time period of of seeing evil winning, uh, we can look at at, the, at these first eight verses and say um, that we know he is good. We know he avenges all wrongs, even if we don't mm-hmm. see it happening right now. I yeah, that's such a, such a good word. It's so interesting that Nahum, the prophet, um, his name actually means comfort or compassion. Mm. Mm. And you think here, God, even though this is a terrible and we're going to get more and more into just like the the wrath of God and the judgment and what that really looks like for people who remain um, in rebellion against mm-hmm. him, that there is comfort. And like you pointed mm-hmm. out, it's because God is good. And it's like this mm-hmm. book is just one of those where you see this seeming um, conflict in the nature of God Mm -hmm. where he's completely just and yet we know he's so gracious and full Mm -hmm. of mercy and Jason just preached a sermon on um, this past Sunday about the God of the Old Testament is that the same you know he's different than the God of Mm -hmm. the new help a lot of people feel this way but how we see the severe justice of God and the Mm -hmm. severe mercy held together and it's like how does that hold Mm-hmm. And obviously for God's covenant people, they know it's because he will provide a way of salvation and what a comfort that mm-hmm. is to people who actually take refuge in him. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's the same, this this beautiful character of God in the Old Testament, same that carries all the way through mm-hmm. um, to mm-hmm. the cross. But yeah, so this these first eight verses, they have a lot to say about God's mm-hmm. sovereignty and goodness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What else do you you see there um i think too that the reminders of that he's a jealous and avenging god mm. and that also that he is slow to anger and great in power and that's comforting to us knowing he's slow to anger because we don't want him to he doesn't he doesn't treat us according to what our sins deserve he's slow to anger right. and he doesn't i just i think everyone probably can think of a circumstance where you want to see 
right wronged or justice happen mm-hmm. and the temptation is to take matters into your own hands or to um, speed God up in a way that that makes him move more. And I think the reminder is holding those two in tension. He is slow to anger and he's great in power, but then also he will by no means clear the guilty. So if it seems like the guilty are being cleared, we know that he's slow to anger. So he's not always going to deal with people in our time frame, but he will deal with people ultimately. And sometimes we get a glimpse of that in our lifetime, and sometimes we don't. And I think that's um, just really important for us to keep in view when we're seeing injustice both personally in our lives, but then also like corporately in the world that we live in. Right. And I love how you said just at the beginning about um, that God is playing a long game here Mm -hmm. and he is um, working his redemptive purposes into the Mm -hmm. world. And especially in this time period of history, it's like he's easy. These are real people who um, on both sides and just to see again, like what you said about him being slow to anger, how many prophets he had sent to his own people, warning Mm -hmm. them to repent Mm -hmm. um, or judgment would come and how much they, um, you know, failed to repent and didn't listen. But I mean, hundreds of years. And Mm -hmm. then he did actually use their very own enemies, you know, as a tool of discipline, like we saw have seen in the history, like I mentioned in in Second Chronicles, you can see um, that history and the taking away of the um, scattering of the people in the northern kingdom mm-hmm. um, of Israel, and now, but that he is so good to preserve this remnant, and mm-hmm. that he, what a comfort that would be if you know in this time of period of history where you knew that you. God was true to his promise, right? That he he did, in fact, discipline. He warned them and warned them and warned them. Mm-hmm. And then it did happen. And yet he's coming back and saying, now I'm going to um, exact justice on your enemies. And just again, this the slowness, but like you can see, th- this is, like you said, so encouraging for us because, yeah, we look around and we think, what is God doing? But we can see mm-hmm. over and over and over again in scripture how he's remained to the same. And he has made promises and he's kept them. And so we know that that is true, um, even amidst the evil that we mm-hmm. we see that seems like it's prevailing. We know mm-hmm. it absolutely isn't. So it's a great, great comfort. But I'm excited to talk about the rest of Nahum with mm-hmm. you over the next few days. Um, but I think that's a lot for us to think about this morning, to just contemplate this justice and goodness of God. Um, So for Courtney Reisick, this is Jennifer McClish. Thanks for listening to Our Daily Rhythm. I'm Jason Dees, one of the pastors of Christ Covenant, and Our Daily Rhythm is a ministry of our church designed to help you more faithfully and effectively meditate on God's Word. If you ever have a question for us about one of our Bible readings or one of your own Bible readings, please don't hesitate to text us at 404-465-1737. Again, that's 404-465-1737. Or email me directly at jason at christcovenant.com. We'll meet you again tomorrow for Our Daily Rhythm.